Not your ordinary Monday. It's Reaction Monday. Hashtag MSW. It is too fair to say that it is a Monday today. It is Reaction Monday right here on Marawa Sports Worldwide, wherever you are around the country, the continent, and the world. Welcome to the show. Busy, busy, busy. Maybe sometimes highly emotional, though, given the results from the weekend. We'll keep you up to date. Uh, we'll tell you all the latest news, though. You're live on Vumai FM, Sowetan Live, as well as Rise FM. 0607080484 remains our WhatsApp voice note number. Use it, engage. Tell us about your disappointment. You'd have been watching the Bafana Bafana game, I'm sure, on Friday. We all were. In fact, we were on air when it was playing. And I did read out that uh, tweet that said, Ah, yeah, we're leading 1-0, but I am just not sure. If you cast your mind back to the show, you'll remember that exact moment. Uh, because already the people that were watching objectively would have been honest enough to tell us that they were not convinced. Oh, but did we anticipate the drama of the so-called press conference after the game? I think we didn't. Uh, we'll take a lot of your thoughts about that. Hugo Bruce, a lot lies on his shoulders. He left to produce something really magical. I don't know what it is. I don't think he has to. The players do because they have to take charge of themselves. They have to take charge of why they're playing for the national team. Well, a big thanks to the Motion Drive, Locomotion, Big Mike, Slee. Oh, it was so good to see you guys last week. Keeping it real down at Tigunika Cassini. I think Umganwam uh, is pumping more weights now than he ever did. I think he needs to slow down. So, hey, I hope the team keeps him in check. Wandi Lemazibogo stepping in on Rise FM to do all matters business. Into the hot seat, Wandi Le. Great job. Dare say congratulations. Looking forward to more weekdays. Catch him as he brings us up to date with everything that is happening, not only in South Africa, but also globally in this ever ever flux world that we live in let me remind you that worldwide on your phone wherever you are by simply downloading the new my rise fm as well as my vuma fm apps the apps are available in the google play store the apple app store as well as the huawei app gallery download the app of your choice register stand a chance to win some cold hard cash marawa sports worldwide now live on the new my rise fm and my vuma fm apps like i seriously say i want your honest opinion you would have watched that game would still the international break and today the 27th of March we already have had two games played and completed in the Africa Cup of Nations qualification 
Central Africa played against uh, Madagascar with Central Africa managing a 2-0 win uh, against uh, Madagascar. So that simply means, as far as the standings are concerned, that Central Africa are now second with seven points, tied with Ghana. Ghana also sitting with seven points. Uh, The only ones that can rattle the cage who've only played three games in that group are Angola, who have four points. So that one settling out very nicely because at exactly six o'clock, Angola will then play the top of the table, Ghana. Hmm. That is a mouth-watering clash to really look forward to later on uh, this evening. I'll tell you more about uh, the fixtures as well. Uh, But the other outcome from today, South Sudan playing at home, losing against Congo. Not a good result for them because South Sudan only with three points after four games. eh? So Congo, that victory moves them to second place with six points. Mali topped that group with nine points after three games. So uh, Mali really cruising it very, very nicely there. But all to play for. It's a full fixture as far as the Africa Cup of Nations qualification is concerned. But I'll keep you up to date with everything right here. Hashtag MSW. Marawa Sports Worldwide. Would an association spend to pay for a Sangoma to give Bafana Bafana Muji? We've tracked down the man himself, Usbonelo Madela, who is the Sangoma in question here. But, but what exactly happened? Mm. Mm. Cash, number by deposit, email, we bank account, yak. Buy facts, I'm going in down. Buy facts, yeah, buy facts, I want to pay the night. Manja back that the lage, oh, Baba Babeka, till the stadium, would you, Ungan, a pagati, Uwenza, Gonkelo, what of Nanking, Raznanati, Hamba Cafe, Changelang, Hamba Wolo, Titam, Lopelam, Nasamakai, Jerome Pukuin, Kalulangan, Kalungan, and Daranganje, Ubaba Loagni as a Leoma, Lu ten thousand, Ubani, Lomun, Nunconiano, Yazin, Nunconian Kuman, Unpatra, Lum, Tulangfuna, Kuluma, Jangai, Noman. I mean, doesn't that just take you back to a time that says to you and I that nothing has changed as far as Bafana Bafana is concerned? If you if you remember the days of this gentleman that claimed that Bafana Bafana, as well as the then CEO, owed them a hundred thousand rand. And says that Bafana Bafana will never ever win. Ever. Sponelo Madela. That was his name. He says they'll never win until they pay him all the money that is due to him. Incredible. Sports news. Fresh and relevant. Yeah, maybe we should just uh, do some some form of funding and, and pay the man. Let's see if it makes a difference because clearly we're going to be in eternal pain. All right, let's move away from that pain and tell you about what's been happening as far as the Springbok women are concerned. They are in Madrid. And Canada scored a comprehensive 66-7 to victory over the Springbok women 
on Saturday with South Africa's reduced to 14 players for more than 70 minutes upon their return to test action for the very first time since last year's Rugby World Cup. So the Canadians, ranked fourth in the world, were relentless against a Bach women pack who lost a car, uh, that's Katha Jacobs, to a red card for a dangerous tackle after six minutes while injuries rubbed off uh, Danielle Lochner after half an hour. Now, Asenza Heller was there after the break. Springbok women interim coach Louis Kuhn says that the defeat was a reality check for his side. But also saying that they are more determined than ever to close the gap on the top sides all around the world. Yeah, I think um, nobody wants to lose in a Springbok jersey and obviously um, with this scoreline it's not, not the ideal thing but um, you know, I think there's a lot to be proud of. There's a lot of positives that came from this game. Uh, firstly, um, I said from the start, you know, we're not going to focus too much on the scoreline, but we're going to focus on certain aspects of our game that we want to improve. And I think one of those was set piece. And I was really, really proud of the of the forwards in terms of the way they scrummed. We got a red card in the first seven minutes, and we lost another one of our locks 15 minutes later. And right through the game, even scrumming with seven players. The pack really stood their ground and even um, got some penalties uh, from from scrums with seven players. Line-out-wise, they adapted, they made plans. Um, you can think of you know the, the, the predicament when you lose your two line-out callers within the first 15 minutes or 20 minutes. So it was tough, but they adapted and they made plans. So I'm really, really proud of the forwards. And then lastly, I think uh, we were under extreme pressure on our own goal line for probably, probably five times where Canada um, really, really came at us five metres away with a lot of pick-and-goes, a lot of strong carries but every single time we kept them out and we even made a couple of turnovers close to our line which which was a great sign for me a, a sign that that the jersey means something to the girls and that they really gave and put their bodies on the line today so really proud of them yeah i think for all of us it's a reality check that we are that you're playing against the fourth number four team fourth ranked team in the world conditioning wise fitness levels it's just a, a world apart but i think the girls now I've got a good picture, especially the ones that made their debuts today. Dana Lochner, as a forward, playing in the tight five, I think she experienced um, you know, the physicality of rugby, and she did really, really well. And it will be something that she's going to grow, grow into. Mary Zulu and Beandre Dorf, two young players that played in the back line, in the back three, um, uh, really also did well under, under very tough circumstances. And with Shonique Hess, the other debutante, they were under extreme pressure because Canada, you know, with with uh, with us being 14 players, they started to move the ball um, across the field. And and uh, yeah, it was a it was a tough learning curve for the girls. But I think they did well, and they will also you know be better for it in the future. All right, hard luck to the ladies, though. The Springbok women, Prampu Babalwa says that the focus for the week is firmly on the test against Spain at the Estadio Nacional Universitat Complutense Stadium and nothing more than that. So it sounds like it's a straightforward instruction that's come through from them and given Babalwa's experience at this level, I hope it rings well. I think last week was a great experience for us to see, um, you know, what our first mat- test match before the season would look like. Um, and I think that, you know, we've, we've done well in certain areas and we know what we need to work on now. Um, I think it's been a busy, you know, rugby week and the Six Nations were on as well. And I think that, you know, it's the nature of the game from time to time where such results such as ours, similarly to that of Scotland versus England, you know, um, to put things into perspective, um, you know, a, a high try scoring game is, 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 is not all doom and gloom and, and we've seen that 
Um, but yeah, it was great to, to, to compete with one of the top four in the world. I think now our eyes are completely glued on our next test match, which is against Spain on Saturday. Our mindset is that we move on to the next round. This, the, the Canada um, game is gone. Uh, we've done our reflections, we've learned from it, and we're now moving forward. So the most important uh, task that lies ahead of us now is to put up a great performance against Spain, and then that's all there is to it. Our mindset is always next job, next challenge, next job. It's great competition. I think um, we may be even Stevens with Spain. I think Saturday will be then the penultimate where each of the nations prove who is the better team. Uh, but ultimately, um, you know, we want to, to correct our wrongs of last week and we want again to put up great performances that we can be proud of. And I think that the last last season we had them on, on our home, home turf. Now we've come to theirs and um, we're hoping that we'll get a great backing from, from the Spaniards come Saturday. All right, moving on to football news now. Garrett Southgate has held as rootless Bukayo Saka and then also insisted that the Arsenal winger can even get better. Saka scored a 25-yard screamer and also supplied an assist for Harry Kane as England maintained their perfect start to the Euros qualifying campaign in Group C with a 2-0 win over the Ukraine. Today, I thought, was a really high-level performance with and without the ball for the entire game. We, we set that challenge beforehand. We set it again at half-time, and the players were exceptional. They made a, a complicated game, potentially, look fairly straightforward. I, I was really pleased with what they did. I just think when he's in front of goal now, he, he plays with real belief, and um, that's evident with his club, and it's evident in the games with us. He, um, you're expecting him to, to score now when he goes through and I think that's been a, a mentality shift as much as it's anything technical he's always had the techniques so I think he knows to be uh, a really top wide player you need the numbers of goals and assists and he's without a doubt has delivered that all season he's somebody that I think it would be easy for us to get drawn into not challenging but we've got to challenge him as well and the individual accolades are, are well deserved and are, and are amazing but he wants to be part of a team that's successful and that's that's the drive with England for, for us to achieve that so um, he'll be just as happy that we've got the six points and that we're put ourselves in a good position in the group as as getting the two goals this week as well with Phil yeah he um, over the last sort of 48 hours had been having some symptoms and our doc got a little bit more concerned yesterday afternoon as that started to become more apparent what it could be. Um, so thankfully he was in a good position to get straight in to see a specialist and get it operated on this morning. But obviously that's you know, a huge disappointment for him and for us because uh, he's had a few camps where he's had injury or things that just haven't uh, haven't worked out. But, you know, on the back of the World Cup, we were hoping to see that. But he's also been suffering a bit with this foot injury. And um, I think this hopefully could clear that up as well at the same time. Whatever had happened this week, I still felt it would have been the right decision. I think for a start, um, I think the team can continue to improve. I, I think had the decision been different, I think this would have been a really complicated week for somebody else to come in and take two matches with such a quick turnaround. But I, I've said to the players in the dressing room, I love being a part of this team. They're, they're brilliant to work with.
so what happened on Friday happened, but then subsequent to that, the Bafana Bafana coach Hugo Bros has issued an apology following his behavior after his side drew to all with Liberia in that crucial AFCON qualifier. So the permutations are very simple. Bafana Bafana need a win in the return match at the Samuel Kenyon Doe Stadium in Monrovia. That's tomorrow evening. 1800 hours to clinch a place at the Nations Cup in Ivory Coast in June and July. When you see the game, uh, it was uh, clear that we were the better team. Uh, it was clear that we had uh, a lot of chances, but it was also clear that we missed a lot of chances, that uh, the last half an hour we lost control over the game um, because um, yeah, Liberia was more powerful than we were. And then, yeah, in the 91st minute or 92nd minute, you get a, a goal where you lose the victory. And that, uh, yeah, that make a lot of emotions with me that I run away after the, the 2-2. Uh, when the immediately to the dressing room, I uh, didn't fulfill my uh, medic- media obligations and I want to apologize for that. But um, yeah, I'm a human being and um, the emotions took control yesterday over my me. And then I know, I know when I feel that I have the experience that uh, it's better not to say anything at that moment. Mm. And that's what I did. Um, it was not right, but I think that people can understand in such circumstances that uh, you are taking that decision. Yeah, first of all, because I felt what will happen if we are playing like we played on that moment and um, I said it also to the players during off time that they have to be very careful if we are gone like this that we maybe should receive a goal and uh, once that goal felt then it's always eh, when it's 2-0 and uh, there's a team who can make the 2-1 they get uh, motivation and uh, the other team is starting doubting and that's what happened with us and uh, I said it in the in the half time. Please don't let that happen. And then when you see that that happened, and then that, that the second goal felt, yes, okay, again you are full of emotions, and uh, you don't want to see it anymore, and uh, and you run away. So um, I think the most important thing now is that players know that I still believe in them, and I still believe in them. It's not because I was uh, frustrated and angry and uh, disappointed yesterday that I don't believe in that team. I believe in that team because I build it and uh, I know that uh, our good players uh, know this team is able to qualify for AFCON. So uh, I think that's what they're waiting for now to see a coach who still believe in them. And then we will prepare that difficult game uh, in Monrovia uh, next uh, Tuesday. And I don't think and I hope that we will not make the same mistakes anymore um, in that game because it was very, very, very clear that we are the better team. And uh, so if we can, um, yes, refill the batteries again for next uh, uh, Wednesday physically but also mentally, then uh, we have to come back with a positive result, I'm sure. In the words of Hugo Bruss, I believe in that team because I built it. Getting your comments on Reaction Monday today, hashtag MSW 0607080484, Just listening back to his words and listening to what he's saying right now. Do these things even match? But you, you know what? It's an emotional game. Maybe we should be more understanding. I don't know. You'll guide me.
In the meantime, though, Bro said he understood that he should have fulfilled his obligations. He also dismissed suggestions, though, that he ever considered quitting Bafana Bafana in the heat of the moment on Friday and heading back to his native home in Belgium. Well, um, I think it's, it's a little bit different. You know, it's like coming to to a new school, you know, with a lot of new uh, classmates. and um, But I see a lot of energy, you know. I think um, I feel a lot of the guys who come here this week, you know, I think they feel like they have an opportunity to, to, to play. And I think they give them a lot of confidence. And, you know, there's a lot of young players, so it's, it's high energy. And, you know, um, it's time for them also to take the opportunity. And hopefully we, we, we can do something good. Obviously, um, you know, I think they're always um, playing every tournament, European Cup, World Cup, so that says that they're maintaining a very good level. You know, obviously, you talked about the players who play in the Premier League, so the, the, they're really good players, you know, and I played Forsberg last week with Leipzig, and, you know, they're, they're always solid. They know what they're doing, they know how to play as a team, and, you know, they're always there, so it's obviously going to be, be a tough game for us, but we'll try. Yeah, you are right. It is not not easy, but um, of course, uh, it was my decision to to take it, uh, to take the job. You know, so I knew before that we will not have that much time. That we have just this uh, three four days before before the match. The most important thing, of course, is to come together, to know the players, to speak to them. And believe me, it's uh, so less time that you even don't have the possibility to speak to to everybody um, in a one one. Uh, meeting so of course but we tried a lot of video uh, sessions and yeah that's it we I want to win Um, I want to win games I'm really hungry to to win I think the players as well we had a good atmosphere I think um, yeah I want to win the rest all right, let's uh, check out, though, the Liberian coach, Ansu Keita, who said that he knew that his team would get something from the match before confidently stating that Bafana Bafana will fall in Monrovia. He also spoke about why somebody like Anthony Lafour has helped his side to prepare for the match. This is my first international game as a high coach of Liberia in my career. And my first game I came here to play against a good team in South Africa. And our plan was to get a draw in South Africa. Because we know it could be tough to win them at home. <clears throat> uh, we wanted a draw. And also, I'm a Muslim. Uh, I was fasting today. It's Ramadan. And I asked God to permit me to get a draw here. And when I get a draw, I celebrated and asked God thank you. And also, I believe in my players. And I also celebrated with my players too. Because I wanted them to, to do the job that they did. And... I was also happy back home because there was a lot of critic, you know, and um, I think the critic is back us and we are moving forward. And this would be our first, our first graphic qualifier yeah. to go to Africa. For yeah. sure, we'll go to Africa. Inshallah. Yeah. To my players in the dressing room, I say, Bafana, Bafana score 100, we'll score 100. So when they score, don't worry. Keep your, keep your calm, focus, and let's go. You know, it was difficult for us. It's a new, it's a new team, it's a new generation. We are, we are a lot of new players from, from, from Europe. I keep, you know, it's tough in Africa. Sometimes you have to adapt yourself. So we, we got to know that. Well, we knew that, we knew that we could suffer. We knew that as Bafana, Bafana could miss a lot of no, but it's football. One have to miss and one have to capitalize on that. So we keep our camp defended well. But the first thing is this. It took us almost two, two, two to three years now. Yeah. We have not played at home. The librarians are hungry. They're hungry. So it depends. It depends. The, the result of today could, could motivate them. But trust me, before 8 in the morning or 9 in the morning, it's still will be back already. Trust me. And trust me. 
the librarians would be there to support their team. And, and Bafana Bafana, this is a message for you. We have we cannot compete here, and then we will compete. Nothing new, trust us, but trust me, it will not be easy for them. We will play them, and we will play them, and nothing new, trust us. First of all, let me tell you that Anthony Lafroy is a legend in Liberia, very big legend. And it's not just this national team now. I was a head coach for the U15 and U17 before giving me this job. And the U17, Anthony Lafroy traveled with me for games. And I brought him on board because I know the children will be motivated through Lafroy. And on the senior national team, I told him we have to come together and we have to work together. Trust me, Antoine Lafort present with us and motivated the players and it make the players to get confident. And Antoine Lafort know all these guys here in South Africa. And he told us about him. And he, and he gave pieces of advice. And trust me, it was exactly what went on. And he was confident that we could go draw or win. And I was confident too. All the players were confident. But Antoine Lafort with us, we gave our great motivation. One thing I realized about um this particular coach, Anto Keita, is that if you're a player anywhere in the world, regardless of how demotivated you are, you hear this man speak, you go to war. So I'm not surprised by how things turned out and the result at the end. Let me quickly tell you, though, the sports minister, Zizigoto, has confirmed that he will meet the SAFA president, Danny Jordan, on Thursday to discuss a variety of issues related to the state of football in the country. Now, Ugoto has hit the ground running since uh, being announced as the replacement for Natim Tatua, but also explaining why he had to first meet the PSL chairman, Ivan Koza. I'm excited. Uh, moments like this in the country are very important, especially if you look at the mood in the country generally. You need sport to lift up uh, the very negativity which surrounds us, whether it's issues of load shedding, whether it's issues of GPV, whether it's issues of substance abuse, drugs, multiple matter, and so on. It's moments such as these that make us forget. That's why I think one of the things we must move away is a department that is seen to be just song and dance. It has an element of nation building. It also it has an element of the economy of sport, the economy of arts, the economy of arts and culture, as well as heritage. So it's moments such as these where not only do you recognize and acknowledge, but we are motivating them to, to, be, to, to do better in future. That's why I'm very excited uh, and congratulate all the winners, particularly uh, Andy Lezamini, who has done exceptionally well. And I think it's not only she's a role model, but encouraging many young people, young girls, that if they dream, it's possible that they can be in this stage one day. Well, I think like all the games, if you enter the field of play, you can expect one or two things, is to win or to lose. And therefore, we must accept sometimes Bafana Bafana, they've not been performing well, but we can only wish in, uh, the best. I get so excited when I watch Banyana Banyana, when I watch women cricket, when I watch uh, women in football. Uh, less of men these days, very disappointing. And I'm not talking about the other teams. You can see that there is a plan to build a national team of Bafana Bafana. You can see it's coming together. But I think we don't have a killer punch. And that killer punch is important that at least, I think learning from the game of last night, we would be able at least to go somewhere. Of course, like I say, if you enter pitch uh, in, in the field of play, two things may happen. You win or you lose. It was one of, of, of the two. You know, I'm still meeting with the stakeholders. I'm meeting Safa and many other stakeholders next week on, on, on Thursday. As you know, that is just returned from Kigali. Uh, from FIFA Congress. I will be raising a number of issues about development of sport. As you know, my focus is on school sports. And I think um, play, partnering with SAFA, it will help a lot. Uh, some ideas, as you know, that uh, we are hosting a number of international events and we'll be attending some of them uh, uh, out of the country. And we have to work with SAFA. 
we have to work with SAFA. When there are challenges, we must be frank about those challenges because sports, particularly football, is one of the biggest sports in the country. We can't have it um, in the manner it is at the moment. We need some strong uh, national teams. And I think there's a lot of conversation we need to have with SAFA. That we'll have next week. Well, as you know, I mean, this is the Iron Duke. If you know the history of football in South Africa, you know that the first thing you do uh, is not to go to Mecca, is to go to Ivan Koza. After that, you can go to chairman, you can go to other people. All of them, they know that for who we are, if you look at the evolution of football in South Africa, the first person, it's a wisdom. The conversation I had with him, I mean, I was more wiser when I met with him in terms of the future and the possibilities that as a country we have. All right, lots to come after the news at the top of the hour, including an interview in studio that we do have with an award-winning and also Aidan Markram uh, will chat to us. Marawa Sports Worldwide, 1730 to 1900, only on Soweto Live, Vima FM and Rise FM, Monday to Friday weekdays. Sure, I don't even know where to begin because, you know, when it's such a mixed bag of emotions... It's International Week, and you're looking at all these international games that are happening, regardless of whatever sporting code it is. You either hurt or you are extremely, extremely excited. Well, I'm glad that the first conversation that we are going to be having here on the show is more of the excited part because it was an unbelievable afternoon. And it's also been more than, what, nine years now since uh, Aidan Markram captain south africa's under 19 side to victory at the world cup and maybe more than five years though since uh, he led the senior side in five of the six odis that they played in a marathon series against india now those were a couple of the tasters of what seemed to be markram's birthright as a skipper of south african men's national team and they gave him opposite experiences of what the role would ultimately entail so much happened though between then and now and you got to agree with me that it's been a well-storied journey for him up until this point. Is he finally ready to fulfill what many thought was his destiny? It looks that way, though, as far as I'm concerned. Being named South Africa's new permanent T20I captain, also beginning his tenure as a three-match series against the West Indies this past weekend. And what a way to kick off, though. I mean, he kicked off his tenure as South Africa completed the highest successful chase in T20 cricket of 259, beating the West Indies by six wickets in a record-breaking run fest at St. Turin. I don't even know if Aidan Markham has recovered since then. I'm sure he does. The Proteus T20 captain, good evening. Welcome to Marawa Sports Worldwide. Thank you, Rob. Thank you very much. What's the feeling, though? I mean, it, it, it all would have just played out. So probably seemed a bit surreal, unreal. For most of it, yeah, it was it was a special day. Um, so for us to be involved in a game like that, I think obviously the cherry on top was to get the win. But I think both teams appreciated the the quality of cricket that was on display yesterday, and it was an entertaining game, which is what people come out to see. So for us to play nicely and get the win as well was it meant a lot to us and, and the people at Centurion. I think a lot of people were just uh, having conversations and saying. What was the difference? We, we, we can all speculate, Aiden, because we're not really close to the action. But for you, who's right in there, who knows the dynamics, knows the, uh, the personnel that is part and parcel of the approaches, what, what do you think was the actual difference on the day? 
Um, look, it was obviously a really good wicket, and I think it showed in the ball that the margin for error was really small. So um, that half-time set became quite simple, and it was obviously the guys needed to really express themselves and look to be attacking. But I think the biggest thing was that the guys always believed that we were still able to chase it down, and um, even at the halfway halfway mark, it was a big total to chase. But yeah, with the guys still committed to chasing it down and believing that we could chase it down, I think that was. Probably half the better one on the day as well. I mean, obviously, balls were were travelling yesterday. Talk to us about the key bowlers, though, the focus in terms of trying times like that. Yeah, it is. It's difficult. Like I mentioned, the, the modern ferry is really small, and um, we know it's century, and the, the ball travels miles, and um, the bowlers were, were certainly put under pressure. But you look at a guy like KG to bowl his four overs and, and go under 40 runs, it's a, it's a great effort, and it's those small little overs here and there that you look back on at the end of the game and go, you know, thank goodness that over only went for eight or ten instead of it going for 15 or so. And, and you can add two or three overs that, that go like that, and it does make a massive difference at the end of the day. So um, I'm sure the bowlers have, have taken a lot of lessons from it. And, um, yeah, they can take a lot of, of, of learnings and, and can help them grow going forward. Now, overall, uh, I think we can always have these little secret conversations and say, hey, it's almost, what, 10 years now, Aidan, uh, when you hosted uh, South Africa's only ICC World Cup trophy, uh, hoisted up in the air. Uh, do those moments still flash back? And, and what does it do, though, to inspire you? You talk about KG. I mean, he was a star bowler back then. And what does it mean for our next step? Because we still need to fill some form of ICC trophy in the cabinet. Yeah, 100%, and that's that's certainly on, on our plans, and um, it's what all our chats are about, is the build-up towards that T20 World Cup, which is next year, and later this year, the ODI World Cup under Timber, and um, the guys are, are, are pretty much desperate for it, so um, everything is, is a build-up towards that, and, and that's why you, you see the teams changing here and there, just to keep guys on the park and keep giving guys opportunities, and Hopefully, if we if we can invest in in the process that we need to going forward, um, we get to an ICC event and and we can express ourselves and play the brand of cricket that we want to play, and um, hopefully that can be enough for us to bring a trophy back for the people of South Africa. All right, chatting to Aidan Markram, the Proteus T20 captain. Uh, if you have any questions, though, 011 We've got him exactly for the next 10 minutes, uh, right? Uh, a wonderful occasion for South Africa to witness uh, wherever you were watching that. Now, the, the shortened T20i, I mean, does that apply greater pressure on the Proteus or literally any other team, uh, given the fact that the captains have to constantly change their strategy? Yeah, it is. Um, and... Not a lot of it can be done sort of before the game, which which makes it um, it makes it interesting, it makes it exciting as well on the field. But you you have to be willing to adapt as a bowling unit, and plans can change from ball to ball. And, and like I mentioned earlier, though, if you if you look back on potentially ten balls throughout the innings that we managed to keep them quiet, it can make a massive difference at the end of the game. So. I think hats off have to go to the bowlers for being very open-minded with regards to that and, and buying into that. So um, it makes it challenging, but it, it certainly is exciting and a nice challenge to have as well. Of course, I looked at that uh, whole David Miller situation um, and I was going to ask you, uh, is that why he would come ahead of you 
in yesterday's game because, you know, n- normally batting at number five and with the role of taking the game away from the opponents, um, you know, the roles are kind of reversed. Yeah, I think it was a, there was two reasons behind it. And um, firstly, is obviously Dave's been in some seriously good form recently and he's finishing games for the Proteas um, pretty much way more often than not. And um, we thought it was a great opportunity for him to be able to still get himself in. I think the rate had come down quite a bit from the start, thanks to the start from, from Kuni and Riza. So um, that, was, that was one of the, the reasons behind it. And also we were looking to try to keep a sort of left and right hand combination out there in the middle. So bowlers well, can't get too settled um, while they're bowling towards us and, and that way we can actually keep more pressure on them. A small little observation. Um, you'll correct me if I'm wrong here, Aidan, but uh, we always try to observe these things and look for a reason behind it. And I see it, though, with the Titans and also now with the Proteas going back to using the original change room and not the so-called revamped uh, bigger change room at Supersport Park. Is that what? Greater energy that is there for the players and everybody else? Yeah, it was. Um, look, the uh, new change room was built and it is still a great change room, but I think as this players, we enjoy the, the history behind the, the older change room and the stories and the memories that come from that. And so that was pretty much the reason for, for the move back to the old change room. Um, they've done it up quite nicely inside now since, to be honest. So, um, the, the guys are happy to be back in that change room and um, looking forward to sort of creating more memories and stories um, off the field in, the, in, in that sacred space. Yeah, I was going to say, if uh, yesterday is anything to go by, please don't ever change uh, to any other place. Uh, keep it locked right there. Now, I know there's been some rain, you know, just uh, driving through to the studio uh, this afternoon. You could see the build-up. You know how it is in the high felt. Uh, what sort of game are you expecting, though, tomorrow? High-scoring one or another batsman-friendly pitch? I think generally one is, is, is pretty um, batsman-friendly. Uh, if, if you look throughout that SA20 that happened, um, a month or two ago, the, the wicket was actually quite challenging. It was a bit more dry and conducive to spin. So we haven't actually had a look at that wicket just yet, but we'll go through in the morning. Um, it is an evening game. So we'll go through in the morning and have a look at it and, and make sort of selection decisions based on, on those conditions that we see. But generally, it is a good batting wicket, and the ball does fly very similar to Superfoot Park in Centurion. So... Hopefully it's a good wicket and, and hopefully it can be another high-scoring, entertaining game for everyone to watch. Yeah, I mean, everybody's always trying to gauge, you know, is it a, an easy wicket to chase a total as Supersport Park is? And I don't know what history says, though. Aidan, from your side, I think a, lo- a lot of people or teams, I mean, they, they enjoy batting second. Yeah, it seems to be the, the trend nowadays, especially in T20 cricket. Um, often it's quite hard to gauge... Um, how hard to, to push when you're batting first and, and sort of weighing up the, the risk versus trying to take the game a bit deeper and, and then maybe pulling the trigger. So it's always a bit of a tricky one, whereas batting second, it's quite clear um, before you go out to bat and, and start the innings. You, you have an idea of how hard to go and, and you can sort of structure your innings that way. So, um, yeah, especially like you mentioned at venues, Wonders is quite similar to Superfoot Park as well where it's quite difficult to defend and, and the ball keeps flying. I think once a team gets a bit of momentum and a batter or two can get in on their day, it can be quite hard to stop them. 
Well, certainly looking forward to it. It's exactly 15 minutes after the hour. It is hashtag MSW Mara Sports Worldwide. Aidan Markram, the Proteus T20 captain, uh, chatting to us. Uh, looking back at yesterday, also just uh, looking ahead. And I'm sure all the fans have, uh, you know, bought their tickets. Looking forward to another packed venue, as they always do. Bring the same level of excitement that we saw and heard yesterday. I think no greater vibe in cricket uh, than that. Quentin de Kock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, even know. I just say the words. Hey? Yeah, he's, um, I think most of South Africa has known he's, um, he's always had that in him to, to go and score a, a record-breaking 100 in a T20 game. And um, to do it under that little bit of extra pressure that we had yesterday was was actually awesome to see. And um, he makes it look a lot easier than, than what people realize. And a lot of us sit on the side and go, sort of, how is he that shot and, and those sorts of things. But um, he's a massive talent. And I mean, when he gets it on his day like he did yesterday, I think it's, he's a guy that's incredibly difficult to stop. Do you think, though, the 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 bigger plus again, Aiden, is the the consistency? Because I was trying to look at the at the team and the makeup of the players, and outside of Tony Dezorzi, also Gerald Katia and Ryan Littleton, it's it's pretty much been a regular Proteus team in all three formats. Has that helped? It has been, yeah. It, it has been quite a settled environment. So um, we we do obviously, as you've seen, rotate the team here and there, and, and that's just to keep giving guys opportunities and, and, and those sorts of things. But um, having said that, uh, most of the group has been the same. And um, it's almost about creating an environment now where it's not the be-all and end-all about being in that starting eleven and more just understanding the reasons behind selection and, and giving people opportunities and resting people at certain times. And um, us as players, I mean, we always want to play, don't get me wrong. And But for guys to start understanding that which they have now, quite recently, I think helps quite a lot for the environment. So um, you look at the bowlers that come in um, on that rotation policy, they come in and they have an effect on the game immediately, someone like KG last night. So it's great to have uh, a team that's super understanding like that and and is buying into that sort of mindset and process of building forward towards the World Cup. Yeah, Aidan, we can certainly wish you everything of the best. South Africa fully, fully behind uh, the team and, and everything of the best, man. Look forward to chatting to you, having you in studio uh, sometime soon. But thanks for your time and, and good luck, man. Good luck to the guys. Sam, thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. Appreciate thank, it. Thank you very much. Aidan Markram, the, the uh, Proteus T20 uh, captain, joining us right here on hashtag MSW. 947, of FM, as well as Sowetan Live. Uh, you can send us your WhatsApp voice notes, your reaction to the weekend, including uh, the cricket itself, 0607080484. Maybe you were there at Supersport Bach. Maybe you were witnessing the history. You were witnessing all that it had to do with just runs after runs after runs. Sixes, fours, you name it. And as a lover of sports, what did that mean to you as a, as a cricket lover? You're just seeing that kind of display. Uh, just seeing, I think even the opener, Ariza Hendricks. I mean, he hammered that superb 28 ball uh, for 68. And himself, I mean, he laid a, a great, great foundation uh, with Quentin de Kock. We'll talk about those numbers, those figures. We'll talk about what it means because it, it, it's really, really been incredible. We've got an award-winning individual who's going to be stepping into the studio. We'll share some of your WhatsApp voice notes, plenty that I see here. 
that have come through and why not? It is a Monday. It is Reaction Monday. We'll tell you about games, the international football fixtures as well, coming up this evening, both in Europe as well as the on the African continent. So pleasure to come through. Don't go anywhere. Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW. Marawa Sports Worldwide. 1730 to 1900, only on Sweat Live, Uma FM, and Rise FM, Monday to Friday weekdays. But right now, all I know is that her conversation from being an infield player, you know, when, when you convert individuals, they, they play football as something else and end up being something else. Lucas Khatebe was once upon a time a goalkeeper in the Bobsol League in Boputa Twan. He was a goalkeeper, ended up being one of the best players ever in the world as a defender. So, hence I make that analogy right now because she was an infield player, then became a goalkeeper. Fairy tale story. But believe me when I tell you that she's any journalist's ideal interviewee. I know this firsthand. She provides great quotable quotes and keeps you on the edge of your seat. She's a great storyteller. She inspires not only us, but she inspires her teammates. And that's why they love her so much. I mean, her tale continued this past weekend. She landed the SA Sports Star of the Year at the annual SA Sports Awards on Saturday night. And we're going to keep tracking some of the major winners, whether it was swimming, athletics, you name it. There were some massive winners on the night. And we'll keep tracking when they become available. We'll invite them through to come to the studio because... I think we need to start celebrating our heroes a little bit more than we have been doing. And that is why today it is an honor. SA Sports Star of the Year. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Madam Jamini, good evening. Welcome to the show. Good evening, Barov. And thank you so much for the invite. Uh, it's always lovely talking to you. <laughs> you are also live on YouTube. So simply go to YouTube. <laughs> Um, 947 Joburg It's as simple as that Because I want you to lift that trophy As high as you can It is such a wonderful work of art So that people at home Wherever they are They see the magic of what you want So log on to YouTube If you missed it over the weekend She's hoisting that aloft Like the true champ that she is In fact she's tired of lifting any trophy That is how much success She's become accomplished too <laughs> I'm not tired. What's that feeling like, though? I mean, this is a special one. You've won a lot, but SA Sport Award. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as, okay. So I, I said um, something that God creates, Vela, you ask yourself a lot of questions. When God creates something, you ask yourself, even yourself, you ask mm. yourself, how am I breathing? How am I eating? Because you are created by God. God is... Uh, God is incredible. He's He's merciful, you know, and He's He's kind. And this is his way of showing um, the world that if you are faithful and you know him and you respect him, he will give you what you deserve. I live by God's principles and um, I serve the Lord and I always shout his name because all the time me and him we 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 like we you know we we bet yes yeah they say he says challenge me and see what i'll do for you and i challenged him you know in morocco i like i challenged him in egypt i challenged him throughout my sickness and he came through so i feel honored you know and 
um, I feel privileged. And honestly speaking, I was, uh, you know, in the top three with the best as well, you know. And just the minister also recognizing me, you know, uh, for me, I don't know. It's a dream come true. I've always mm. wanted to walk on stage. I've watched Push MDC do it, working on stage. I've watched my role model, Itumelin Kune, do it. So just this happening to me, it shows that your dreams are valid and your dreams can become a reality. When we spoke um, off air before the show, and you emphasized, and you've just mentioned it very lightly now, the fact that you were not just a, a floating nominee by yourself. Yeah. There were two very capable, able, and people that deserve to be nominated, that, yeah. that you were up against. And when you have a sensation like Matthew Sates, as well as the golf star Ashley Buhai, uh, being nominated alongside you, what did that make you feel? I felt so special. Yeah. You know, I feel so special. These two are great athletes. You know, they represent the country with pride. I mean, um, they compete in the world, you know, and represent South Africa, um, you know. And for me, it was just an honor. And uh, they are winners in my eyes. Um, I look up to them as well, you know, mm. uh, for the bravery. Uh, it takes a brave uh, person to represent their country with pride. It just takes a brave person and yeah for me i was like am i the one that's not i even cried you know watching because i was like what's happening in my yeah. life you know um but what do you think is happening in your life maybe let's interrogate that because you, you can't just ask that question without you having provided an answer of some sort <laughs> Um, so I encouraged myself i looked i looked at myself in the mirror and i said you've done so well uh, you've done so well for yourself and uh, you've done so well for your teammates as well, you know, your coaches and everyone that believed in your wishes, your supporters, you know, um, you've won goalkeeper of the tournament mm -hmm. uh, for Mamelodi Sundowns in the KF Champions League. You've won goalkeeper of the tournament um, in in the African Women Cup of Nations. Um, you were named 47 by gold. Um, so gold mentioned top 50 players and I'm one of them uh, alongside Ashiola in Africa and I think a girl from Ghana, forgot her name. So I, I kept encouraging myself with that. I was like, that's what's happening in your life. Um, you've won uh, the trophy with Banyana Banyana. You didn't just win goalkeeper of the tournament. The special one is just mm. winning the African Cup of Nations because that's what we've always wanted to win, you know, as a country. So a cherry on top was just that goalkeeper of the tournament and winning CAF Champions League as well. Mm. You know, first ever, you know, female goalkeeper, um, female goalkeeper to walk on that stage and receive yeah. an award. And from Tembisa. You know, from I, I, I don't like saying I'm from Tembisa. <laughs> you know, I'm from Tembisa, I'm from Soweto. I am from Winterfeld. I am from Bushbuck Ridge. I am from South Africa. 
you know, why am I saying this? I wasn't only raised in Tembisa. Yes, I was born in Tembisa, but I was raised in different areas. And I bought land for my family in Winterfell. So I belong to those people as well. You know, Bushpa Krish, that's where my dad, my, my blood dad was born. You know, that's where the surname Lamini comes from. Mm. I'm a Swati, I'm a Nkosi, you know. And for me... Your royalty. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's include that and not be shy of okay. that. Let's include that because a lot happens and, and, and it's funny because just the other week uh, your your coach Desiree Ellis was here in studio and she was celebrating a sixtieth birthday. Uh you crept into the third floor in your in your thirties now, so and it, it just seems like what was meant to happen with the bunch of individuals that are deserving the recognition means that you've been patient enough because you could have easily said you know what I'm, I'm i'm about to be 30 this thing hasn't happened for me so let me give up and yet you didn't you held on and all the major lights are switching on right now at an age when many would have felt despondent but you haven't Honestly, I don't feel 30. <laughs> no, you don't even look 30. I mean, anyone watching right now you think, hey, who's this kid that Robert's chilling with in the studio? <laughs> I don't feel 30. Um, you know, I told myself, go keep, they say goalkeepers mature-like. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good old fine wine. Yes. Get better so, and better uh, yeah. with age. So I, I chose great role models and, um, you know, those role models have played a huge impact in my life. And I owe it to a whole lot of people, you know, to be a success. I owe it to that little girl from Ekasi or from the rural areas, you know, um, to make it and to always stay faithful and to always be loyal to my craft. And also I... I, I owe it to the supporters that have always been there for me, all the female supporters that use their money to come watch me play, you know, and male supporters. Let me not forget male supporters, mm. but most uh, importantly, Wumama Joy, you know, um, I would mention a lot, you know, um, also I would mention Bergman. Uh, from Mami Lori Sundowns, the whole lot the, of ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. All the supporters. Yeah, yeah. Especially sure. at, at Mami Lori Sundowns because they've been there for me, you know. Um, for me, it's, you know, I owe it to a whole lot of people. I owe it to Mami Lori Sundowns. I owe it to Banyana mm. Banyana. Mami Lori Sundowns has been there for me since I was a kid. Uh, I owe it to my role models. When I say my role models, I mean, Abu Itumelinkune, I, Abu Watuantuzilim Dawini, you know, Hope Solo. Um, I, I, I owe it to a whole lot Sheesh. of role models. And if I didn't mention your name, you must um, I just know that I really, really love you. And, uh, yeah. Oh, the supporters, Abu Millicent. Yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're listening. They're like, how do you forget us like that? Eh? Yeah. But I'm sure you I mean, include the great American Hope Solo and yeah. what she's done and uh, in terms of the women's game initially before it got to where it is now. I mean, th that says a lot. It, it, it says a lot about also just your, your deep-seated belief and grounding in 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 religion your deep found grounding in being a go-getter because when you talk about buying land in winterfeld now people think ah she's got money no you didn't you you took what you had then because of what you had gained yeah. and i'm looking at 
you know, just from winning the award, boom, half a million rand into your pocket again. That's on top of a whole lot of bonuses and everything else that you've been able to get. Yeah. But you, you're not like a Joburg spender, you know, somebody who's there to be, you know, flashing yeah. money. <laughs> so that goes a long way in saying, you're going to use that wisely. In fact, I don't even know, you probably have a plan for it as we speak. Yeah, I do, but I won't say right now, bro. Sure. Yeah. Um, so when I won Afcon, um, I had made a promise to my mother to build a, a very nice house. And I'm in a process of doing that, uh, waiting for yeah. my bank to just release the money so we can start building. And when I won <laughs> this award, honestly speaking, I didn't plan for it. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. didn't plan for it. I was like, I'm going there. And my mom asked, are you not going to write a speech? And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. It's mm. going to come from my heart, um, you know, because I'm, my, I'm up against, you know, great people. And uh, just for me, being nominated was just uh, an honor, you know. And Rob, <laughs> I, I don't want to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know this money will make a difference in my life. Um, I haven't had it easy in my life. Mm. You know, I'm a breadwinner. I take care of my siblings. I take care of my mom, my dad. So for me, this has, yo, I'm just becoming emotional because it is big. It is just something that no one can ever, ever imagine. And if you were to come into my life, some people wouldn't survive, mm. you know, just for me, fact that I, I survived. I, I'm really proud of myself, mm. you know. And when you say Winterfeld, Winterfeld, it's, it's not the nicest place, you know. It's not the nicest place, but it has nice people, you know, people, Abanobuntu. Mm. Um, even the person that sold the land to me, he was like, oh, you're a Banyana player. Oh, thank God we have a Banyana player here. But when, when you buy land in that area and you're like, oh my goodness, now there's the eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're proud of you. Yeah. And, and that is why after the break, we'll pick up that conversation about the pride um, of being based at home. And we take a couple of questions as well. I see on, on YouTube, a number have been posted as well. She's a champ. She's an award winner. Not your ordinary Monday. It's Reaction Monday. Hashtag MSW. Good evening, uh, Mr. Mareo Kurumana Spongade Nomkwan. Congratulations to Umad Lamini for what uh, she has achieved at such uh, a young age with the uh, Mamelodi Sundowns and uh, with Banyana Banyana and as uh, an individual. I think uh, he's destined for great things, you know. But uh, my only question to her does he see uh, herself playing a- abroad like uh, Abo Refilichan, Abo. Thank you, Mr. Marawa. My name is Rob and Andile Lamini. Andile, I'm a big fan of your work. And uh, and for me, it's very encouraging to see you getting all these accolades uh, because uh, uh, of the work that you've put in. Uh, I mean, you've won everything uh, from WAFCON to uh, Champions League. And for me, this award wouldn't have gone to anyone other than you. May you continue to shine and be an inspiration to many ladies and everyone who feel down and feel that they are unable to achieve certain things. I think through your perseverance and your story, many can learn a lot and achieve their goals. Thank you so much. Thank you so much indeed. You too can send us your WhatsApp voice note or in fact, even better, you can call directly 011-838-947. The award winning.
<laughs> the award winning is here in studio. Not only one award on the night. I'll tell you about the other one, but let's uh, quickly address uh, those WhatsApp voice notes. Uh, two great ones. Bongadini talks about you playing overseas. Is that something you still think about, want to do? Yeah, I dream of um, representing South Africa uh, with uh, Mamelodi Sundowns overseas, playing the best in the world as well. Because currently I'm with Mamelodi Sundowns and a team from overseas, if they want Andile Lamini, most probably they have to, uh, you know, respect Andile Lamini, offer a great offer, you know. And that will also make the people that are taking care of me right now happy which yeah. is mommy lodi sundowns it's my dream you know uh, it's every girl's dream to represent uh their country in the biggest stage and obviously um i don't want to uh, stay uh you know in one place forever you know but if that one place is making me happy and is respecting me then i'll do that and i, I believe that um, I got so many offers, but some some of them were, you know, late, you know, um, and my Melody Sundowns, um, you know, uh, made sure that uh, they negotiate quite well as well, you know, uh, because uh, I'm serving them with pride as well, and they respect me as a human being. So, and other offers came, and they were a bit disrespectful, and mm. yeah, so I, I, I wouldn't move. So no. disrespectful as in offering you something less than what Sundowns are currently gave you. Yeah, yeah, you know, and Sundowns is taking care of me, honestly speaking. Mm. But um, uh, if there was an offer that would come on a table and it's at the highest stage more than what I am at right now, which is the Hollywood beds, then most probably Sundowns would see it fit for me to, to leave. But currently I'm with um, Amelie Sundowns, uh, the best team in Africa. Yeah, best team in Africa. And uh, people are watching on YouTube right now <laughs> and they're making so many beautiful comments. Um, in fact, informed choices for some of the people that find themselves in a similar situation says, thank you for the platform. Eskom took his electricity when I was listening to 947 and I looked on my phone, saw uh, the, the link and voila, I am live and I'm crystal clear. So welcome indeed. Debochom Daung says, Andy Lejamini uh, is a super talented athlete. I'm wishing her more wins and more success. Uh, Vundla also on YouTube says, that lady is so humble. You can tell that she genuinely is down to earth. I wish her many more trophies and money. And Tamba Mziza says, please ask her if she is satisfied about the standard of the league uh, so far and what more she feels can be done to improve uh, the league itself. What's your quick opinion on that one? What more? Um, I think we can professionalize the league because um, yeah. uh, it's gradually growing and I'm really impressed uh, of how, you know, individuals are showing up and youngsters are given an opportunity. And especially, you know, when you say success and you look at the university teams and how uh, they are improving and it's it's quick how, how they are improving. They're improving very, very quick because of the facilities that they have, mm. you know. And imagine if uh, individuals didn't uh, just play soccer and go to to their work and, and do extra things on the side, just play soccer. Imagine if everyone just played soccer yeah. and, and earned, uh, you know, money 
for doing that uh, then the competition will even be higher because one uh, an individual will then give time to uh, uh, strengthen themselves mm. and that will give an opportunity for coach does also not to work extremely hard when we go to camp because now she has to work extremely hard uh, preparing the program for us because maybe I went to work and then I only trained for 30 minutes you know but with Mami Lodi Sundowns it's different yeah you know, it's different. Um, they, they're setting the standard, and I think um, all these other teams should should follow. You know, um, yes, I know it's not it's not where we want to be, but I know for a fact that uh, we are going to get to a level where everyone has equal uh, things for doing mm. the same thing. You know, um, also I, just recognizing quickly the the voice note from Deboko who was saying that. Um, you know, he, he's always been a big fan of yours. Yeah. Uh, saying that you've literally won everything, watched you, WAFCON, you name it, has been under your belt. Maybe just a quick response to him. As somebody who, like many people that are sending social media messages, have been big fans of yours, but also just been big fans of how you carry yourself. Firstly, thank you so much um, to you, Debojo. And I also forgot to mention Mrs. Bully. Thank you so much, um, you know. Um, it means a lot to me to have support. Uh, support is, is special. Even when they tell you that uh, you need to improve here and here, I just don't take it negatively. Mm. I take it positively because, um, you know, sometimes the people that see, watch you and love you, um, they are the greatest people that can actually, um, you know, analyze you yeah. and, and give a clear, um, you know, um, advice and say this is what you need to improve on Andil. And some yes, they are quite negative, but I don't I don't actually take that because I'm a positive person. And I was I was raised by a powerful woman and um, you know, a powerful stepdad, you know, uh and my late dad. And me being humble is not something that I I practiced. It's something that um, you know, I was raised to know uh from a very young age. Um, and I think um, anyone that is in this platform that I'm at mm. needs to be humble because we are uh, what God... Actually, we are uh, where we are because God wants us to be there and inspire. You know, He puts you in a platform because He wants you to inspire. He wants you to motivate. He wants you to break negativity. So um, I need to be the person that I am to throw away the negativity that is happening in our country, more especially, you know. Mm. I want to be the positive force. I want when someone sees me and sees the light and sees a smile and whatever they are going through, be healed, you know. Um, that's, that's what I want. And mm. uh, being humble does that, you know. And Coach Daz also emphasizes that. Coach Jerry Shabalala mm. emphasizes mm. that. That is the spirit of Ubuntu. You know, you need Ubuntu as a footballer. Besides being a footballer and, and on the field, just uh, working with your opponents and saying, ah, okay, congratulations mm. when they win. Outside the field, you need to be mm. a humble human being. But what's going through your mind right now? Sabu, I'm going to come to you in Durban on the line. Because the more you say that, the more I can see it makes you very emotional. The more I can see the tears welling up in your eye. It's almost like you're saying something you want to take it somewhere, but there's a bigger thought pattern behind it. 
what what is it is it something very very personal that you have experienced in that journey where you've learned through the foundation of home that you speak about has helped you to almost push away the negativity yeah um so i haven't had the easiest uh, like my mom has done the best that she could you know but um i haven't had the easiest like upbringing it was like we have to um accept what is on the table at that moment yeah. you know because she's trying so hard to pay our fees she walks to work you know such things that humbles you on its own mm. you know it mm. humbles you it sh- it it actually made me who i am today because i looked at my mom every day and seen her as, just her giving us her pay even though it was just little just to yeah. you know separated because she didn't have time mm. she would say okay la meaning galwenze sona sona so for your siblings because i'm i'm the i'm i'm the eldest you know and she would say okay now you put this away for iskolo sakho sagalrato sagabobo sagatemba you know wow. my dad was still alive at that time and uh he was working but he was in durban and he had his other family yeah. you know and um just her not complaining about that situation actually made me who i am right now that is that is, that is big and and i'm i'm just cutting that story because of time and because Sibusiso in Durban is going to hate me if I don't put him on. He's been holding for a while. Thanks for your patience, Boo. Good evening. Hi, how are you, Rob? I'm very good. I'm, you know what? Humbled is, is the word. You know, I'm sitting with yeah. an award winner here from the SA Sports Award, Andy Lejamini, Sports Star of the Year. And also, before I even forget, that wasn't the only award that she took home. She also received the Minister's Excellence Award as well. So, full stop, over <laughs> to you. How are you, Chant? I'm good, thanks. And yourself? I'm good, thanks. You know, uh, while I was waiting on the line, when you re- when you talked about your story, I had a whole list of things I wanted to say. Now I don't have know what to say except <laughs> saying thank you for reviving a human spirit in us. You, you, you are so humble. We are phoning to congratulate you, but then you've just done something for us as well. So continue growing and yeah no i'm just proud of all your achievements and yeah uh, thank you for so much for reviving that human spirit in us thank you so much oh man we agree well thank you so much indeed for your understanding you're currently in camp right now and we got to thank uh, the authorities for allowing you yeah. to to step out and and thank the nation for an incredible achievement over the weekend and 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 we don't take that lightly either tell me about the camp what lies ahead yeah, like you're saying, I, I have to thank the association, um, you know, uh, the president, Denny Jordan, uh, Coach Des, um, Manager Lauren, <laughs> you know, the people behind the scenes, everyone, you know, that made this decision. Thank you so much for allowing me to uh, be on this platform. Um, what's happening in camp? Uh, we have a, a camp, I think, for a week where... Uh, coach needs to select her squad, you know, um, we have, I think, South African based players. I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't know, um, yet. Uh, I don't know if that's, um, the whole idea yet, but, um, 
uh, I'm just focused now. Now it's it's more of yes, you won the award, but you need to shift away from it because the serious job is coming. We are looking forward to also New Ze- Australia and New Zealand, yeah. but at the same time, I still need to focus on making the squad. You know that's important to me. Uh, there are steps. You know, the first step is working hard uh, for that selection. So I see my name in that 23 squad. Mm-hmm. And then we focus on Sweden, Argentina and Italy. And then we focus on another stage just like that. We don't talk about another stage mm-hmm. before we we move. Um, you know, uh, for me, that's that's important. And that's what's happening in camp right now. The girls are motivated. And I, I know we have a whole lot of youngsters that have raised their hands. And um, uh, coach is going to give them a fair chance actually let me not say them us a fair chance chance. including yourself because you say it's not automatic you're part of a collective you got to compete just your final parting words 30 seconds in summing up where you are given the achievement as a collective as a nation as you (sighs) firstly um, thank you so much to everyone that uh, has supported Andy Lidlamini's craft um, to my uh, newly sponsor uh, Puma thank yes. you for coming on board and supporting me it means a whole lot to me uh, I used to walk uh, in a shop and buy my clothing and now it's given to me thank you so much I appreciate you guys um, you know I would like to thank uh, also all the teams that I've worked with, the coaches that I've worked with, especially my goalkeeper coach, Coach Cameron Cox. Mm-hmm. Um, you've instilled something in me, you know, um, of, of, of saying you are a leader. You know, you need to behave like one. You need to, you need to go and, 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 and speak to the kids and, and motivate them. You know, tell them mm-hmm. that it is possible to compete even with the players that are playing overseas. You know, instill mm-hmm. that in them. And just him just keeping me on track. It's it's amazing. And to everyone, uh, you, Bra Rob, and everyone that speaks of women's football positively, thank you so much. We need that. And to all the sponsors that are not on board, come on board. Jump so on! Yeah. <laughs> the come sponsors on, that God. are there, we appreciate you, and especially to Sasso. Thank you so much for the years that you've served women's football. Mm. Hollywood Bets, thank you for coming and being brave as well. Mm. You know, it takes a brave sponsor to come on board and support uh, women's football. You know? As a whole. Yeah. Full stop. Champ, thank you so much, man. What an honor. What a pleasure. Keep shining. Thank you so much, bro, Rob, for the opportunity. Thank catch you. Catch you tomorrow. Yeah, give a big round of applause. Why not, <laughs> man? <laughs> Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947. Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW.